It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters— with new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is The Handle with Matt Brown and Mike Summage on VSIN, the sports betting network. Hour number two of The Handle here on a Sunday morning, a very special edition of The Handle here on DraftKings Network and VSIN. Matt Brown, Mike Summage, proudly brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook. And we're not doing this next Sunday morning, but the some post game show the Sunday after that. Like we're we're, we're all we're over just the moving place. around. Yeah, we're, we're all moving over the place. Check baby. your local listings. Yeah, you know, check check you your visa listings here for the handle. But glad to be counting you down to Chiefs, Ravens, Lions, 49ers. and we're sitting here at four and a half in favor of the Ravens. Forty four is the total at DraftKings. There's a couple of forty five and a halfs. They're heavily juiced. The things going to forty four. So if you want the forty five and a half, just know it's going to forty four. Seven and a half, fifty two and a half over in the Lions and 49ers. This is going to toggle between seven and seven and a half. So depending on which side you want to be on, wait for your number. Yeah, Yeah. just hang out. It's going, that is happening all over the place. Since we were in break, I watched two different books, you know, flash (laughs) back and forth. So the seven is going to be available. The seven and a half is going to be available. I don't know about, I don't know about the total. It seems like this is kind of one way action. I don't think we've met a point of resistance yet. Maybe if this thing hit 53, maybe we start seeing some people come in, but it, it seems to me like, this is just kind of one-way traffic. I don't think you're going to get... Yeah. You'll never see a 51 and a half again. Yeah. That's out, out of the door. Maybe you see a 52 again. I don't think so. Yeah. I, I think that it's more likely you see 53, 53 and a half get bought back down. There is going to be some resistance when you get to 53 mm-hmm. or 53 and a half. Uh, but I, I don't think we ever see the 51 and a half again. So if you like the over, I would hold out to see if you get a 52. Yeah. Um, I would not be shocked if you don't get it, though. All right. So let's head to the prop market, Chiefs and Ravens. These are two pretty good offenses when you look at the overall metrics, when you look at the advanced statistics. We went over the baseline stats yesterday. We went over the advanced stats yesterday. Listen, the Ravens offense, the Ravens defense, top of the market for just about everything, but the Chiefs not too far behind, which is maybe a little bit shocking to some people out there that the offense did perform as well as it did whenever you kind of look at at the at the overall body of work i was the first one to talk trash about that offense all season long but you know listen they're 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 kind of top 10 the narrative is they stink yeah and that's not that's not true yeah it's just not yeah. i'm i'm actually i got to say i'm really looking forward to doing our prop show next week and getting to talk about this Kansas City chief team in the super bowl yes after you poo pooed all over them and all over me saying they're going to make it I know. for a good 8 weeks there i like it i listen listen i need them to at least <laughs> yeah. keep this thing within 4 4 and a half points today so i'm okay if they win it outright well, buddy jeffrey benson Apparently the lights won't Rooting be on in this studoodle studio if, if they don't cover today. That's how much Ravens money's come in here. Listen, I'm 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 a okay with you getting <laughs> that bet home. So let's go to a couple of the reasons why one of the props that I played. So we know that this Chiefs team plays man at the eighth highest rate in the NFL. They also run cover zero more than any team in the NFL. If you're not aware of what that all means, cover zero, no safety help. So these guys are all locked up man on man. Other guys are blitzing. This is going to be, you'll hear them talk about it on the broadcast is all they're bringing the house. So, you know, so I went ahead and played Nelson Aguilar 
over 15 and a half. You mentioned yesterday that we were on here. That thing had already ticked up a yard. 16 and a half, 15 and a half for a guy like Nelson Aguilar. It's not really any because you're you're banking on what I'm banking on, which is, hey, Lamar is going to end up chunking it up to him in one of these blitzes and one of these cover zero situations. We know what the types of routes that Aguilar has run over the course of his career. He's gotten to this number nine games this season on pretty little usage, actually. Like he doesn't get a ton of targets, but we all we'll see if it is we'll see if it's noise or if it's actually something that was actionable. But last week he kind of overtook Odell as, as the mm-hmm. as the guy that was running routes outside of you know the typical guys we're talking about with with, with Flowers and Babin. 18 of Lamar's 29 dropbacks. Nelson Aguilar was running routes where Odell only ran on eight of the 29 dropbacks. And so for me, if I think he's going to be, if, if this continues on, if he's out there running these routes that he typically runs, if we're going to be getting a bunch of blitzes, if we're going to be getting maybe some situations where he's literally straight up one-on-one with absolutely no help, I'll take Aguilar over 15 and a half. And what we're trying for there is literally one catch, right? I mean, we, like we need, we need one catch in one of these situations. I'd still bet at 16 and a half. I'd probably bet it. It's 17 and a half, even if it got to that, because again, we're what we're hoping for here and what we're going for is it, we don't need volume with a guy like Aguilar. We're, we're looking for one of these one of these one on one situations. Well, I've got good news for you. We're back at 15 and a half. There we go. You there got your go. number. And, and he has seen four plus targets in yeah. four of the last six games. If he gets four targets, you're, the likelihood yeah. of him going over mm-hmm. is pretty high, right? Yes, last game he ended up two for 12, so went under with those four targets. But you would expect the targets that he's going to get are going to be high probability catch targets, yeah. especially in this game. Like you said, we broke it down with a cover zero. I think that cover zero favors Isaiah Likely. Mm-hmm. He's the one I want to go to if I'm looking for an over prop here. He's sitting at 21 and a half right now on DraftKings. I think he's TE1 in this game. Yeah. And, and that is not the way this is priced. This I'm is priced you. for Mark Andrews to be TE1. I'm with you. I, I, I think what we have is algorithms, and, and it, it's fair because you, you see how much usage he got mm-hmm. in this offense when he was in there, but the algorithm can't – all it can do is spit out what it th- – right, what it what it thinks that, that he's going to have, uh, what role he's going to have in this offense, but likely had carved out a really, really good role without Andrews in there. And I cannot imagine a situation where they just go, thanks buddy. Get on out of there because they don't do the same thing. These are two different players. They are. And if you look at the Ravens roster as a whole, who is the best pass catcher on the roster? Assuming full health Andrews. Yeah. Who's the second best. Exactly. I think it's likely. Yeah. I I mean, I realize Zay flowers very good, but I, I, think likely is going to have the mismatches here in this game. If they come out and they run two tight end sets and run play action, the chiefs 30th, the NFL against play mm-hmm. action, all the pressures on the linebackers, not an exceptional secondary. Yeah. McDuffie and Sneed can shut down Zay flowers. Can the linebackers who have to deal with the play action have to deal with Lamar as scramble threat and also have to deal with two explosive t- tight ends. Can they do all of that? That's where your advantage is here. If you're Baltimore on the offensive side, likely sitting at 21 and a half, I'll take the over on his receiving yards. So you and I were sitting there yesterday going on and on and on about trying to hold out, hold out, hold out. (laughs) If you want an under, hold out, hold out, hold out. Well, the baseline has moved up. The baseline for Lamar Jackson rushing yards is now 65 and a half out there in the market. There is a high of 67 and a half that's out there in the market. We do still have a little while until kickoff. I do not see this number going down. No, no. So... You're going to have to set an alarm in your phone or something, right? Like, don't get distracted. Don't don't get a couple of... Uh, when you hear uh, the national anthem... Yeah, exactly. Don't get a couple cocktails going. Don't get, you know, get into the cheese dip or whatever and then forget to make the play. But I think this probably gets another yard, maybe two yards before kickoff here because people are still going to throw this stuff in their same game parlays. People are still going to just bet the over, over and over and over again on Lamar Jackson and... They're going to look at that game from last week, and I get it. It was a great game, and Lamar Jackson's amazing, and I'm taking nothing away from him. But he got double-digit carries in eight different games this year. He got eight or nine carries in another four games. So 12 games, he had at least eight carries. He only got to 65 rushing yards four times. That includes one of the times last week. Four different times. The two rushing touchdowns. He had not had a rushing touchdown in nine games before last week. It's just not 
what they're doing with this offense right now. They've got Justice Hill. They've got Gus. They, they, they are, they're just a traditional running offense. It's not like, oh, we're running Lamar all the time here in these crazy deals. It's, it's, it's just not. And so I think probably I'm going to end up playing a Lamar under. I'm going to hold out again. I'll set the alarm with you guys uh, in the phone, you know, 15 minutes before kickoff. Let's go check what this thing is. It's not going to go down. It's only going to go up. You're not missing a number. If you don't play it right this second in an hour, it's going to be, if not better for you, it's going to be the same as it is. I just, again, it bears out. The numbers show you 12 different, 12 different games. He got at least eight carries. He only got 60, he only got 65 yards four times. I sat here one week ago and said, play the Lamar over on rushing. That was at 52 and a half, Right, right? We have a 13-yard adjustment mm-hmm. off one game. And you mentioned it three times out of 17 games of the regular season, he went over 65 and a half. Yeah. And the narrative is, well, playoff Lamar runs the football more. Mm-hmm. He's had a 100-yard game in three of the five playoff games. That's correct. He has. Kansas City Chiefs defense today, if they stop one thing, it's going to be Lamar rushing. Mm-hmm. That is, if you're sitting inside that locker room, you are going to have it drilled into your head that Lamar's legs cannot beat us. If Gus Edwards or Justice Hill bust one, fine. Yeah. Lamar can't get long scrambles. That is going to be the focal point of this Chiefs defense. It was the focal point of this Chiefs defense last week, specifically in the second half against Josh Allen, and they were able to stop mm-hmm. him. That is going to be how this defense comes out and tries to stop Baltimore's offense. Because of that, I do like the Lamar under rushing. If I t- if you said, hey, here's 100 bucks, play an over on Lamar, I'll take the over carries at 10 and a half yeah. before I would take the over rushing yards at 65 and a half. His designed runs aren't explosive. Mm-hmm. That's a little bit of anomaly. People think, oh, well, he gets all these carries. He's going to bust one for 20. No, that's the- he breaks them when he scrambles, yep. not when he gets designed runs. I, I think this number is just... It got out of hand. Mm-hmm. This is a, a situation where people want to play the Lamar rushing over because he went for 100 yards last week. A reminder in all of this that if you are a big time Ravens backer and you think that this game is going to be Ravens, no matter what, kneel downs count as carries. Yes, they do. So if he has eight carries, you're not dead. No. No. If they get the ball last and he's kneeling it down, you, you could still be okay. So something to remember there. From a passing aspect, 20, to, uh, 211 and a half and 241 and a half on Jackson and Mahomes. Do you think that there is a game script? Like if you are, let's say you are a Ravens backer. Are you on an over or are you on an under of 211 and a half? If I'm a Ravens backer, I'm on the under. Mm-hmm. And this is why I think there's a huge under story you could yeah. tell. You could take under game, under Lamar passing yards. I, then I would take, I would actually consider over Mahomes attempts with that, mm-hmm. which will help juice yeah. up a same game parlay quite a bit. I, I don't see the route to the Ravens having a ton of success passing the football mm-hmm. down the field explosively. Right. They may get those 10, 15 yard plays every now and then, but I, I don't see that 50 yard explosive. And that's what I think you need for Lamar to get toward this total. You see his attempts just 29.5. That is wildly low for a playoff game. Yeah, I look at this as well. Like I think the story of Lamar with a ton of attempts and a ton of completions and ton of yards is probably more the Chiefs angle yes. than it is the Ravens angle. So something again, we always tell you, tell your story through your prop bets and make sure that you're doing that. We'll talk Lions and 49ers from a prop aspect when we come back. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back, and joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. 
and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is The Handle with Matt Brown and Mike Summage on VSIN, the sports betting network. Our friends over at Omaha Steaks, you will fall in love at first bite with their tender steaks, juicy burgers, air chilled chicken, and more. Every single bite. Omaha Steaks has a guarantee on that for a limited time. When you go to omahasteaks.com slash VSIN, B-S-I-N, you will get four free air chilled boneless chicken breasts and four free rich juicy boneless pork chops with your order. That is omahasteaks.com slash VSIN. Minimum purchase may apply. And if you're wondering, we looked it up. There are there are bone full chicken breasts. Chicken yeah. breasts. Yeah, we yeah. we the boneless. We were like, have you ever even seen that? Plenty of recipes online. Mm-hmm. All that. So it is it is a thing. Bone full chicken breasts as opposed to boneless chicken breasts. Can I can I tell you something, Matt? Yeah. I'm a little disappointed. I didn't get any Omaha steaks for Christmas. I I'm a little little upset with my family. I put that in no one the order. In I put in the order for you. It just it, it hasn't gotten here d- yet. Just yeah. yeah my address uh, one digit uh, off. Yeah. I, I do have to I send I, it to your I wanna, other hotel room. I want to give a shout out to Mr. Yeah. E Mike on Twitter. Uh huh. Chicken thighs, baby. He agrees <laughs> with me. Go with the chicken thighs. Well, that said, it's four free boneless chicken breasts with oh, this yeah. order, and yeah. it's Visa, I mean, it's OmahaSteaks.com slash Feaston. So you know, I like more than chicken thighs. Chicken breast. Free chicken breast. Free chicken breast, yes. <laughs> of the boneless variety. Of, the, of course, obviously. So we are still sitting at four and a half in favor of the Ravens. 44 is our total over at DraftKings. Seven and a half in favor of the 49ers. 52 and a half is our total over at DraftKings. We just talked about our prop bets over Ravens and Chiefs. To put a bow on that, the Travis Kelsey prop is the one that's fairly interesting. Mm-hmm. We see the usage last week. We know the we know the rapport between him and Mahomes. We know if Mahomes had his druthers, he would throw to Kelsey every single down. Travis Kelsey is going to get a decent amount of Kyle Hamilton in this game. Kyle Hamilton, the second highest graded coverage safety in the NFL over the course of season, a fraction below Jesse Bates, and I mean a fraction below Jesse Bates. So basically 1A, 1B when it comes to coverage at the safety position. Not only is he good at covering, it's different than Bates where Bates is really, really good cover safety, but Bates is six foot. You're talking about a six foot four guy. You're talking about a guy that can can kind of body up with Kelsey here. And I would imagine they will try to work Kelsey into situations where he doesn't have to go up against Hamilton, but the Ravens are also going to combat that by trying to get Hamilton in a matchup with Kelsey as much as humanly possible. So I'm not jumping up and down about Kelsey props. I know there's a lot of people out there wondering what to do with all that. You and I said yesterday, probably would rather play Rice if we think that there's going to be someone that has a really good day catching the ball here for the Chiefs. So 
I'm not saying I'm completely out on Kelsey. He is the best tight end probably of all time, and it is the best quarterback of all time thrown in the ball probably. So could they find success here? Absolutely. I'm just not going to bet on that. I think that probably with what he's going to get, it, it could lead to an under a 62 and a half. And the key to Travis Kelsey to me here is what defense do we get from Baltimore? If they come out and man, I think it's, it, I would take the under because I do think that you see an advantage there with Hamilton on him. And, and yeah, they'll move him around, but he's still going to have a tougher matchup when he gets queen or when he gets mm. uh, Smith versus the linebackers and safeties he's been facing and really banged up Miami and Buffalo teams the last two weeks. So if we see man coverage, I, I'm, down on Travis Kelsey. If he's in zone, I think he has a good day. Yeah. Now, I don't think we're going to see a lot of zone out of the Ravens. And I think if you see zone early from the Ravens and Kelsey starts to feast, I think you see that switch very quickly on the defensive side. It's a pretty easy adjustment to make if you are the Ravens to switch it over there. I also think the running game is very important for all of these receivers. If they can't run on the six in the box that Baltimore likes to have, this Kansas City team's in for a long day. They need to have yeah. success on the ground to be able to force Baltimore into seven and eight man boxes to create opportunity for themselves in the passing game. Lions and Niners from a prop perspective, you just want to talk usage. Christian McCaffrey played 63 of 64 snaps last week. Elijah Mitchell played one snap. Uno. One, one snap. So they pretty much shown what they're going to do. Yeah. It's the guy that got them there. They're not messing around. It is. It, it, Christian McCaffrey's going to be on the field, period. End of story. We know Debo's going to be out there. We don't know in what capacity. Is it more of a decoy role? Is it he's playing in high leverage situations? Is it he doesn't get any carries because they don't want to make sure that there's contact? He's just going to run routes. And at least when you're running routes, he can get down. He can get out of bounds. It's not guaranteed that you're going to, to take a hit. So it's a leap of faith, I think, with Debo and what you want to do with all of that. And on the Lions side of things, Amara St. Brown, Josh Reynolds, Jameson Williams, every single route but one last week were between those three wide receivers. Those guys run all the routes. There's not a wide receiver four on this team and certainly not a wide receiver five on this team. At the tight end position, Brock Wright ran 18 routes. He is out for the rest of the playoffs. Sam Laporta with Brock Wright running 18 routes, still got a 25% target <laughs> share. So they're going to divvy those up as well. So at least from a usage standpoint, we know McCaffrey's going to be out there. We know the wide receivers are just going to be those three on the line side of things. And Sam Laporta probably in for an even bigger role. Interesting, interesting factoid here. Mm-hmm. DraftKings dropped the Debo Samuel rushing prop. Eight and a half yards. <sighs> now this was 15 and a half last week. Yeah. So they're, they're cutting it in half. You're, you're essentially betting whether or not he's a decoy and if he gets yeah. any carries. Yeah. I would lean toward the under. I also lean toward because here's the thing. Even if he gets one carry, like let's, let's say that they decide, you know, we'll give him one just to keep the defense honest. Nine yards is a, it's a lot. It's a decent yeah. carry. Yeah. I mean, especially when you think it's going to be a wide receiver end around, something like that. I don't think you run him out of the backfield. I yeah. think if you do run him, it's going to be an end around. I would rather take the under two and a half carries though. If you look on the board right there, Debo under two and a half yeah. carries minus 115. I think that's safer because I don't think they want him to get hit. Yeah, I agree with you. And this is a game where I, I have props all over the place, Matt. It's, mm-hmm. a, it's we'll call it the plethora of props. I love it. I love it. A plethora. Would you say you have a plethora? Of I would. Pro- yeah. I would yeah. say yeah. I have a plethora of props here. I took advantage of Debo coming back into the lineup uh-huh. and attacked some overs on the receiving yard, uh, receiving yard side for San Francisco here. When you look at, at Debo in this spot, I think he is more of a decoy mm-hmm. than he is a full go. And I'm not sure he is going to be a full go for the full game. Yeah. We've seen him struggle stay in games Absolutely. after coming out with injury. So there's a, a higher than non-zero chance he doesn't end up in this game. We've been talking for about four hours now, three yesterday, mm-hmm. one today. Ayuk and Kittle, give me the overs. We've seen these overs start to get bet now. So at the start of the show, Ayuk 75 and a half to the over, Kittle 79 or 59 and a half to the over. Both of those up two yards since we started. I still like those overs. I think they get the mass majority of the targets in this spot. And I also love them against this specific defense. Detroit gives up the 31st most explosive plays through the air in the NFL. Ayuk and Kittle are going to have an opportunity to both make explosive plays in this spot. Kittle specifically, great matchup here. The, the Lions are not good against tight ends. Yeah. He should be able to absolutely feast. And you've got you've got a full complement of weapons to be distracted by that should help set up for Kittle as well. So give me Kittle over. Give me Ayuk over on the San Francisco receiving side. Did you play any 49ers props? I didn't play any 49ers props, but the one that I think is going to make the account or certainly is going to make a same game parlay and we we talked a little bit about josh reynolds yesterday we know now with no khalif raymond 
they're going to run three three wide receivers. It's the same three wide receivers. No one else even gets looks in this thing. Josh Reynolds is at 35 and a half. And if we're talking about ways to get there, the offense does what it did all year long. Mm-hmm. He gets there. Or you're in a negative game state. You have to abandon the run. Jared Goff is throwing every single down. And again, we're, we're asking for 36 yards out of the wide receiver two. He's not the he's not the second option in that. Obviously, it's Sam Laporta behind Amon Ross St. Brown, but he is still the wide receiver too. Make no mistake about it. I know they spent a high draft pick on Jamison Williams. You can look at the routes run. It is is Josh Reynolds who is wide receiver two for this team. Thirty five and a half. I think there are multiple different game states that that could get there, and so those are the type of props I like to play. Right, which is hey, if this Lions offense is rolling, Josh Reynolds is probably playing a decent part in that. And oh, by the way, if they're down multiple scores and throwing every single down, well, 36 yards is probably way, way under. You also have a situation where I expect Ward to follow St. Brown mm-hmm. around. And if that's the case, the weakness of this 49ers defense, one of them is the second cornerback and the mm-hmm. third cornerback. That's what you're going to get Reynolds matched up against here. I agree with you. Like the over 35 and a half. I like the over three and a half receptions as well, getting plus 100 on that number right now. And I like. Gibbs out of the backfield. Mm-hmm. Uh, we talked about this. It was 21 and a half yesterday. We're sitting at 22 and a half now. I will still take the over 22 and a half yards, receiving yards for Gibbs. That is the more explosive running back out of the backfield, specifically in screens. If they're losing, he is the one who's going to be in the game because of his big play threat. This could be one one reception. And yeah. in the last two games, he has gotten four targets, four receptions, over 40 yards in both of those games. He's become more and more of a play in the passing game here for the Lions as the season has progressed. I think Gibbs has a big game today out of the backfield. So I'll go over his 22 and a half receiving yards prop. Yeah, it is. Again, I like the multiple ways to get their thing. And it's kind of the same. It's almost the same handicap with Reynolds that it is with Gibbs, where if this offense is rolling, he's probably having a pretty having good, a good day. day. And if they find themselves in a negative game state in which they no longer can run the football, they're throwing every single down. As you mentioned, Gibbs is going to be the guy that's on the field. And, and we like the over in the late mm-hmm. game. Yeah. I played 51 and a half over. I like a lot of over player props because of that. Mm-hmm. I mean, and like you said, the game state, if San Francisco gets out and they get theirs, it forces the Lions to go shot for shot with them. I think that pushes a lot of these Lions props over, even of the, the middling guys, the lower tier guys. Let's talk a little bit about Brock Purdy. Oh, goody. When we get back, is the narrative fair? Is it unfair or is it right on? We'll talk about that when we get back here on the hand. This is The Handle with Matt Brown and Mike Summage on VSIN, the sports betting network. DraftKings Sportsbook is an official sports betting partner of the NFL playoffs. And boy, do we have a treat for you. What is that, Matt? Go in, download the app. If you have not already, use the promo code VSIN, B-S-I-N. And when you do, you're going to make that deposit. You're going to bet $5 and look in your account instantly. 200 in bonus bets going to be sitting right there for you. That is courtesy of us here at VEASANBSIN.com. And guess what? You also get a no sweat, same game parlay every day of the NFL playoffs. By the way, that's today. That is today. So, so you, you need to take any, advantage of it today. Just take it. Yeah. Today. Two great games. Yes. I think you can tell stories with both of them. Two. Two. No of them. sweat, same game parlays if you go in and do that. Download DraftKings Sportsbook. VSIN is your promo code. DraftKings Sportsbook crown is yours. Matt Brown, Mike Samich coming to you here, counting you down to lines that have not moved since we've been on. Like, I was kind of hoping that yeah, I was kind of hoping we'd see all kinds of craziness here. But still, it's four and a half Ravens, seven and a half Niners, and that's where we're at. Fifty-two and a half is a total, and forty-four is a total. So I was kind of hoping the screen would just be lighting up left and right. You guys haven't started betting yet. You know, oh, get after it. You say that, yeah, but we we saw five. At one point in the Ravens-Chiefs game, we've seen four at one point in the Ravens-Chiefs game. So we have toggled there, and we've seen seven and seven and a half go back and forth two or three times. The one consistency, I'd say, is the over money coming in in the late game. We have saw that go from, from as low as 51 up to 52 and a half. And we've even started to see some under money trickle in this early game where it was 45 and a half after opening after opening at 45 we saw 44 and a half for the majority of the week. Now we're sitting here at 44 and don't look down, Matt. We're juiced oh to the under almost I looked, everywhere. I looked. How could you? You told me don't I look. Told I told you looked. not to. I looked anyway. I know. I don't looked look anyway. down. No, sorry. Sorry. Can't help <laughs> it. All right. So Brock Purdy last week, not a great game. 
People that were anti-Brock Purdy certainly go, ha, told you. Victory lap. Told you. Yep. Look at this guy. People who love Brock Purdy go, nah, man, it was the rain. Look at the blame, last drive. Blame it on the rain. Yeah. You saw the, the it was not even a gif, really, at this point. It's just a, a the, the picture that made all the rounds of taking a snap and wiping his hand on his pants. We get it. You know, he doesn't like throwing a wet football. Not great. We understand. It's in his head. That being said, and these are just statistics, so this is not this is not me being anti-purdy or anything, but eleventh <laughs> most turnover-worthy plays in all the NFL. Yep. Despite having the twentieth most dropbacks of any quarterback in the NFL, and if you do that from a percentage standpoint, it was the seventh highest turnover-worthy play percentage of any quarterback in the NFL. I'm not, not saying Brock Brock, Brock Purdy is bad. What I'm saying is is that it wasn't necessarily just the rain last week. Brock Purdy all season long has put the ball in, in into danger. I mean, that's just kind of who he is. And if you guys remember, there was a part of the season, remember that three-game losing streak where everyone was going, is he really the guy? Look at all the turnover. Look what he's doing. Like putting the, throwing it to the other team and all these things like that, making horrible decisions. Well, winning cures all. People forgot about that. They started winning again. But the turnover where they plays didn't go away. It's just they're masked whenever the scoreboard goes your way as opposed to going the other team's way. And so I'm not, yes, the rain didn't help last week, but I'm not just giving him a pass. I'm going to say this is just who Brock Purdy is. So your handicap shouldn't be last week, oh, it was raining. Give him, you know, give, give him a break. It should just be, you know what? This is kind of what Brock Purdy does. Every now and then he's going to throw it to the other team. And sometimes they catch it. Sometimes they don't. Last week they didn't catch it. No, they didn't, especially in the first yeah. quarter where yeah. that was kind of a brutal pick yeah. six drop, uh, especially for over in Packers backers. Yeah. Uh, look, the, Brock Purdy is just an interesting case study because he because he's Mr. Irrelevant, it, where he was drafted defines how people look yeah. at him so much. If he was taken first overall, he would be given a, a pass for a lot of these yeah. statistics because he went as Mr. Relevant and because let's be honest, he wasn't great at Iowa mm-hmm. State. A lot of people yes. have pre- preconceived notions of him coming into the NFL and, and want to kind of defer back to those notions versus what they've seen on the field. I don't trust Brock Purdy mm-hmm. because I see these turnover worthy plays that don't get caught consistently. And that yeah. to me is an issue, especially when weapons are missing. When he has a full contingency of weapons, when Trent Williams is out there, when Debo is out there, McCaffrey's out there, Ayuk is out there, Kittle is out there. He's been very good this season. Those three games that you mentioned were without Samuel, without Trent Williams. That made a big difference for him. Samuel's health is a key to me here because I, the rain was an issue. Mentally and physically, the rain was a problem for Purdy last week. So was Debo being out because it felt like that game plan was tailored around Debo Samuel last week. Yeah. And the fact that he goes out early in the first quarter means you have these issues from a rain perspective, a weather perspective that are just compounded because you have the issues from, hey, our game plan is now out the window. We have to adjust. I look at Brock Purdy. I think all his numbers are pretty accurate. Mm. When you look at the numbers, you're sitting at 278 and a half for passing yards, one and a half touchdowns, half an INT, 21 and a half completions, 30 and a half attempts. All those are, are relatively within where I'd project them. The one that I have over is touchdowns, but that's juiced minus 195 to the over. Yeah. I have no interest in jumping in a minus 195 proper. I think the advantage is maybe 15, 20%. And the under plus money is not enough for me to be interested either. We're sitting there at plus 150. So Purdy from a prop perspective to me was a, a pretty hard pass. I don't want to, again, it seems like I'm just like trying to pile on Brock Purdy here, but I, I will say this. Look, I will say this. Only two of those games, Trent Williams was out. He did play the week six game. He played the entire game in week six. Also, if you look at his state birdie, if you, uh, no, if you look at his time to throw, these are all this again, this is all just stats, right? Like I'm not, this is not like, this is not narrative. I, I'm not painting any sort of, I'm just telling everyone's going like, yeah, but Trent Williams, like, no, well, he was out two of the three games. He did. He played all of the, of the week six game whenever Debo was out. And then also, if you look at Brock Purdy's time to throw in those week seven and eight games in which Trent Williams was out. He actually had longer time to throw than he did the first five weeks of the season in which Trent Williams was in there. Neither here nor there. Point being, there were a couple of guys out in there. Let's talk about another guy that gets to get scrutinized a ton, which is Jared Goff. And Jared Goff, in the narrative here in entering this game, Goff outdoors, can't trust him. Goff, Goff not inside of a dome in a controlled environment, can't trust him. Goff this time of year, all those narratives, though, like they, it's because it's typically cold. It's not going to be cold in San Francisco. Sometimes there's weather. It's not going to be weather. It, 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 to me, I think that is a little bit too simplistic and not really looking at what Jared Goff was over the course of the entire season. There were 23 different quarterbacks 
that had at least 150 dropbacks in which they were under pressure, right? Not stellar, but he was <laughs> 11th out of the 23 quarterbacks that had at least 150 dropbacks under pressure. I think the narrative, though, around Jared Goff is he falls. He, he's the worst quarterback in the NFL. You get pressure on him. He's the worst quarterback in the NFL. Makes horrible decisions. Can't complete a pass, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Again, he's not stellar, but he was 11th out of 23 that fit that. You know, 150. That's a lot of dropbacks under pressure. I was, I was trying to give it a big, like, guys that face a lot of pressure over the course of the season. So uh, you know, guys that had at least 150 dropbacks in which they were under pressure, he was 11th. I mean, 11 out of 23. I mean, it's not like he was not like he was horrible. No, he wasn't. I think you also have to change the narrative a little with Jared Goff. And you have to take, okay, early Jared Goff in his career with the Rams and later Jared Goff in his career here with the Lions because they are different people. We saw him with the Rams struggle under pressure, struggle in big games. With the Lions, he's been good under pressure and in big games. He just won two playoff games, which I don't think outside of being from Detroit, being from Michigan, you can understand the amount of pressure that was actually on that yeah. Lions team to be able to win. That was a huge moment for Jared Goff to be able to beat the Rams, and he played well in that football game. He's 22 for 27, 81% completion, one touchdown, no pick. I, I thought that was a very good game, and he answered a lot of questions for me in that game because you also were facing McVay. And if there was one coach who knew how to break down Jared Goff, it was the guy who traded him because he broke down too many times in big games for him. So I, I am... I trust Jared Goff in this spot now that the weather has turned. If it was raining, we could have had a little bit of a narrative discussion there. But in the current weather we're getting, I think Jared Goff has a fairly good game. And I think this is a team that has to rely on the past to be able to stay with San Francisco here. So if I'm looking at quarterback props, I'm looking at overs for Goff here. I think he most likely goes over 257 and a half. I think he goes mm -hmm. over 35 and a half attempts. To me, that those are those are plays where they follow that over narrative that I've put together in this game and a narrative where San Francisco scores. That means... Detroit's chasing. If Detroit's chasing, they're chasing through the air. So uh, you and I are both on the Chiefs. Mm -hmm. Official injury report, as we know, we are 90 minutes before kickoff. So it has come through. And it's going to be bad. Yeah. 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 Willie Gay inactive uh, for the Chiefs. So full on inactive for Willie Gay. Apparently woke up and the neck injury just wasn't jiving today for him. And so... He's out. Pacheco in. We knew that. Like yeah, Pacheco, Pacheco was going to play, um, but this this neck thing woke up and um, wasn't working for Willie Gay. The reason that is important because Willie Gay was the guy that they were definitely going to use as a spy on Lamar Jackson. We said it's not necessarily the designed runs that we're worried about with Lamar Jackson. It's the impro imp improvisation with Lamar Jackson. He is most dangerous when he drops back to pass and no one's open and then he just takes off. And that was going to be Willie Gay's job. Willie Gay not going to play for the Chiefs in this game. And that is ungood for us in our bet. It is not great for our bet. Yeah. It's okay for my other bet. Yeah. I have Nick Bolton over nine and a half tackles mm -hmm. plus assists. You get it plus 110 yesterday. Uh, it was minus 115 most of the day today after dropping to eight and a half. It got that back up to nine and a half. Right now at DraftKings moves to minus 130. So a lot of people agreeing that Nick Bolton now going to be a key part of this Chiefs linebacking core. Give me the over nine and a half tackles plus assists. Love it even more now with the gay news because that is going to make him even more of a feature in that linebacking core. And as we as we said, Mark Andrews officially active. So he is officially active and he is going to go for the Ravens here. We'll look at all the uh, all the news is coming through here and every single bet we have in our account recapping here on the handle. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr. And I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back and joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is The Handle with Matt Brown and Mike Summage on VSIN, the sports betting network. If you're listening to us, you know, you want to go ahead. You want to take the plunge. Jump on in. Annual subscription. And we're going to give you a discount if you use the promo code handle. H-A-N-D-L-E. $199. You get the best bets. You get the betting splits. You get all the betting guides. You get the picks page. Every single thing that we do at VEASAN. And that is for $199 for an entire year when you use the promo code handle. H-A-N-D-L-E. Come on in. Normally $40 a month. Yes. We're talking over 50% off here. Beeson.com slash subscribe promo code handle. So uh, some news coming through. Not great news. Not great news for us. No. Um, Willie Gay not going to play for the Chiefs. This is one of those things where, you know, listen, beat writers are only doing what they can do. And they're, they're getting fed information and they're getting told stuff all week long. It was, hey, this is he's not practicing for precautionary reasons. It's he's going to play. They just want to make sure that nothing happens in practice. You read what the what they're saying. He woke up this morning. The neck just wasn't wasn't working, and so he is not going to be active. Everyone else that we thought was going to be active is Pacheco's active, Andrew's active, all of that. But it's a pretty big it's a pretty big blow for a Chiefs handicap because he was the guy that everyone was targeting as the person who may be able to prevent some of those off script runs, all those kind of sideline to sideline stuff that we know that Lamar Jackson's so good at. And uh, Willie Gay not going to be in there for that. No, he's not. It, it, we both talked about the Lamar rushing prop. That is uh, that is now at 64 and a half. So it actually went down a little bit. I'm surprised that that went down off of this news. I would I'm a little more hesitant to play Lamar under with this news. I don't know about you. You like the Lamar scrambles are now much more of a concern with Willie Gay out because he was the guy who was going to spy here. Uh, you're going to move toward Nick Bolton being the spy here. Not quite as fast as Willie Gay from sideline to sideline. I do like his tackles over prop that's sitting anywhere eight and a half to nine and a half. It's toggling back and forth. I like the over at both eight and a half or nine and a half. I think he gets to, I think he's going to be around 12 here to be honest with you. So I, I like the over quite a bit there. It's not great news as a Chiefs backer either. I mean, I, we both have three and a half tickets. I don't think either of us are excited about them at this point, uh, but we'll see how that plays out. I, it, I, I like the under still, but uh, yeah, Chiefs, this is not great news. This is some. This is fun. Hey, listen, if you don't, you don't want to take a walk down Narrative Street here? Let's do. Travis Kelsey fired up pregame here. Patrick Mahomes out there warming up. Justin Tucker refuses to move his stuff out of the way as Patrick Holmes is, yeah, is he doing his, you know, yeah. whatever. Travis Kelsey walks over, grabs the balls and his helmet and hucks the balls and the helmet <laughs> out of the way, takes Tucker's helmet 
get out of here with the with the helmet. So we already have a little bit of a little bit of feistiness happening before this game kicks off. I, Good on Travis Kelsey. You know what? Kicker doesn't get to do that. But Tucker does that all the time. Yes, but he kicker he, doesn't get to do that. Travis. I'm glad Travis Kelsey comes in and says, "You know what, kicker? You don't get to do that, kicker." Not 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 in front of my not with my quarterback. There's there's videos of of Tucker kicking over the intros of the home team as they run out and he's kicking 50 yarders right over their head. Kicking props in this game. Any interest in either kicker? The points points is seven and a half for both kickers. Under over one and a half field goals made for each of them. As a underbacker, I kind of like specifically the Chiefs. I think they go over the one and a half field goals here with Bucker. Do you have good red zone defenses on both sides? Red zone offenses that every now and then struggle mm-hmm. a little bit. Any interest in kicker props here? I can tell you this. I, I do now. He's in, he's in he's in Tucker's head. Kelsey goes over there, chucks his helmet throws his warm-up balls like no 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 not here i, I don't care I, not not on my side of the field i wish he'd kicked them oh i think that would have been a little funnier it'd have been great but then he gets injured and yeah, 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 no, no, so no. breaks his toe kicking his helmet yeah. and all that so if no you can just, kick a, if you can kick a field goal travis kelsey can th- kick this, a field this, goal. Is, this is true i i'm that, that, that's good i'm now i'm i'm back on the chiefs train here <laughs> we were we were mad about the willie we were not we're bummed we're, i should uh, say yeah, we were bummed about the willie gay thing I'm back on the Chiefs train here. Let's go. Kelsey baby. comes in, sets the tone. You let my quarterback warm up, buddy. You do it. Kicker, get out of here. You're not as important as Mahomes. No. Best kicker of all time. Yeah. He's <laughs> like, listen here, best kicker of all time. This yeah. is the best quarterback of all yeah. time. He trumps you. To be fair, he is pretty darn important. Like, yes. He is a, a phenomenal weapon in yes. this game for Baltimore. Yes. There's that, definitely true. <laughs> However, best quarterback of all time trumps best kicker of all time. Correct. Every single time. All right, we got five minutes. Let's rip through our bets, baby. Well, let's 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 get an, a little update here. It is forty-four now across the industry. There has been a forty-three and a half. This is going to take under through to 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 kick off. Pop at one of the books out there. So again, the under money coming in and coming in rapidly. Four and a half looks like this is probably going to be where we are the the juice is now kind of started to balance out so it looks like four and a half is kind of going to be where we're at at this one so four and a half 44 seven and a half 52 and a half out there there is still an expensive seven at one two of the books out there if you are looking to play san francisco and of course readily available if you want the lines or seven and a halves so sides and totals for me, I took mm-hmm. the Chiefs plus the three and a half. I don't love it. Uh, I'm not rushing the window to bet more at four and a half here. I don't like how the injury is broken. Uh, it just not not loving how some of the narrative has gone into this game. I do have an under 44 and a half. I like the under 44 still 44 and a half, the key number, because you do want to get that 44. But I would still play the under here at 44. I think this is a under game. Both defenses have success. Look at the other game. I have an over 51 and a half. Mm-hmm. I would still play the over 52 if you can get it in. I'm going to bet a Chiefs plus 10 and a half and Niners minus one and a half teaser. I'm going to take them both, take the six points on both sides and play a teaser there. I'm, I'm, it's not the traditional long teaser, yeah. but I am getting key numbers on the Chiefs side, and I do think they, this game goes under and they keep it close, and so I'll, I'll take the ten and a half. Yeah, and again, we're, you know, it's, it's only two games, right? Yeah. I mean, like, so we're going to have to get non-traditional here if we want to play some stuff like that. So for me, I played the Ravens at four, and then when I went, I mean, I played the uh, Chiefs at four, and when I went to four and a half, I, I took more back of to the, the four. Yeah, I, I took more of the four and a half, as you just mentioned. Injury news did kind of break against us. That said, Kelsey comes in, tells the kicker he doesn't own this game. I'm back on the Chiefs. I like the four, four and a half. But in all honesty, here's the other thing about getting the four. And you can be down 10. Mm-hmm. And a garbage touchdown covers you. You know, and, and that to me is the importance where this thing opened at three. I had no interest. It got to three and a half and I was hesitant. Then the four and then the four and a half. And I'm going, OK, There's a lot more routes to victory now. Now we're getting the best quarterback of all time. One of the best coaches of all time in a situation in the fourth quarter in a winner go home. So there's no there's no holding back. There's no anything. And, and if I'm down 10, I don't feel like my ticket is dead yeah. at all. And so. Once it got past that three and once all that Ravens money initially came in, that's when I got interested. That's when things started looking a little bit better for me. And even uh, again, we're we're kind of being a little facetious with the whole Willie Gay thing. It's a bummer, but it's not. It doesn't it doesn't doesn't ruin fundamentally change my handicap as as to what I'm going for here. Double digit uh, double digit down in the fourth quarter. and You're still live with Patrick Mahomes. I'll, I'll take that. 
You also have a Baltimore team that has struggled to hold leads the last two years. Mm-hmm. We've seen them collapse in a couple of spots and give up points late in games and allow games to be a lot closer than they probably should be. So again, yeah. taking taking the Chiefs plus the points, I don't I don't hate that aspect of it either. So I did play the Lions at seven, same deal with seven and a half. So I played and then both lines move against me. So be it, right? Yeah. Um, it, seven, I took the seven, I took the seven and a half with the Lions as well. I didn't have a total play in this one. It kind of goes back to my handicap from last week and I understand it's not 10, it's not nine and a half, but that doesn't change the reason I liked the Packers last week. It's the same reason that I liked the Lions this week to keep it close, which is these are really good offenses. And and when you it, it almost works in my favor that I think the 49ers are going to be able to score on the Lions because now the Lions foot on the gas, aggressive Dan Campbell, every, you know, not doing anything to kind of like, oh, let's preserve a lead. Like this is going to be completely level 10 the entire game. And for me on the other side of a touchdown, I feel pretty good about that. We have seen San Francisco and Shanahan, weirdly enough, despite all the weapons and all the stuff going on in the second halves, decide to take the foot off the gas, decide to just kind of squeak out victories. Another thing that I think that works in our favor. And we talked about this a little bit yesterday. On the flip side of this, for me, the aggressiveness of Dan Campbell can also get to where I lose this bet pretty badly because if he's <laughs> if he's passing on points because he wants to get the seven and if he doesn't get the seven and he's trading threes for zeros as opposed that's a problem. to then that's that could be a problem. That's where this handicap could go off the rails. But I have enough confidence in this Lions um, offense again, the number two red zone offense in all the NFL, only behind the 49ers. Mm-hmm. Um, to be able to put some points on the bar, I think the other side of a touchdown was too much. I, I, I hear you on that. I, I think San Francisco gets theirs in almost every scenario. That's why I like mm-hmm. the over 30 and a half team total for the 49ers. I, I think they're going to have a lot of success on the offense over on Ayuk, over on Kittle receiving yards. Both of those numbers dipped after Samuel was announced in. So I like the overs on both of those. Favorite prop of the day, Nick Bolton. Over nine and a half tackles plus assists. I, the Willie Gay news is a positive for him. I expect the Ravens to come out and run the ball close to 30 times this game. If they do that, he's going to go over that nine and a half tackles plus assists prop. Favorite prop in the other game, give me Gibbs over 22 and a half receiving yards. I think he has a big day out of the backfield. Played Nelson Aguilar over 15 and a half receiving yards in that first game. A lot of cover zero in that by the Chiefs over the course of the season. A lot of one-on-one stuff. I think Aguilar really only needs one catch to get us there on that one. And as we said, from a same game parlay perspective, I don't know if this is going to be a singular bet, but I think Reynolds is a pretty good bet there at the 35 and a yeah, half. I mean, that's a low number, especially if, if Ward follows St. Brown around. A couple of different game scripts can get you there for that one. Guys, we are excited. You are excited. Cannot wait for this. Brent Mus- Musburger coming up next. Good luck on all your championship round bets. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters— With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.